It's John, a cut above horror review, episode number 77, holiday horror month, and unfortunately, our fearless leader, Jacqueline, uh, out sick again this week, but she will be back next week. This week, we are talking about a movie called Krampus from 2015, bringing on a special guest. Her name is Anna, so we'll get to know her and find out what she thought about Krampus from 2015, holiday horror month. Episode 77 of A Cut Above Horror Review. It starts now. Ho, ho, ho. Cut my life into pieces. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Hydraberg, and tonight we are reviewing Krampus from 2015. But first, let's meet everyone joining us tonight. We have a special guest tonight, friend of the show, Anna Priestley. Hi, and it's Priestley. <laughs> it's okay. I'm happy to be here, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us last minute. Oh, no problem at all. It was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. And we have also John tonight. Also John. John. Also John. John. Okay. Also. Well, I, I guess I'm... Second fiddle to Anna and uh, Heidelberg. So, hi. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for coming on, Presley. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, John. Much. I appreciate it. Thank you much for coming on. <laughs> hey, Billy, I, I like your last name. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Anytime. I do want to give a big shout out to uh, our, our fearless leader, Jacqueline. She is, again, sick this week, but it is that time of year where people are not feeling well, you know, and especially... She's she's got kids and uh, yeah. it's like a petri mm-hmm. disc dish going around the house. So it's uh, you know hoping to have her goes. back next week. Definitely hope you feel better soon, Jacqueline. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, other than that, everything is uh, going hunky dory. You guys ready for some effing uh, news? Yeah, give us some news, John. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and by the way, we can curse on here. So some fucking news. You ready for this? Uh, well, hell, hell yeah! All right, there we go. Uh, Five Nights <laughs> at Freddy. Uh, that was mild. Five Nights at Freddy. I guess it's a video game. Yeah, I'm not familiar with. Oh it, yeah, but, yeah. But apparently, they signed on uh, two new stars: Matthew Lillard and Josh mm-hmm. H- Hutcherson, the guy from so, um, what was Hunger he? Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they're going to be in the movie. We excited about this? That's pretty no? cool. Uh, I don't Probably know. So. I'm familiar with them, though. Yeah, I don't know anything about them, but my six-year-old loves it, and so I guess I'll watch it by proxy. But it's a plus that Matthew Lillard's going to be in it because I love him. So yeah, that's really cool. I do He's know awesome. the games are kind of entry-level uh, horror for kids, though. Like mm-hmm. a lot of younger kids are into them. So what mm-hmm. do you think it's going to be, Hedgeberg? Is it going to be like a PG-13 movie, a PG? Yeah, it's got to be. Because the game's yeah. just jump It's like jump scares. You, like, wander around, like, areas, and then, like, these, like, animatronic, like, scary robot things jump out at you. But there's, like, a ton of them now. There's, like, at least seven of them, I think, or something like that. So. Yeah, I think I'm semi-familiar with it. It's, like, like I think, what what, what do they call it? A first-person game? Yeah. Where it's, like, like, you're looking at, at cameras and stuff like that, and things move around, and all of a sudden this animatronic thing is gone and all of a sudden like, it jump scares you like that yeah they're like chuck yeah. e cheese uh robots so. yeah, yeah yeah something like that uh that movie it's actually that, masks 
What was that movie that Nicolas Cage was in? That was sort of a play on that and Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Willy's, Willy's Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of both. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it'll actually, be something like that. That was a fun movie. Because I haven't seen it. Didn't, he didn't say anything in the movie. He just he goes full Nicolas Cage in that movie. Without <laughs> speaking, which is crazy. I know. That was insane. Uh wrestling fans. Anna, Hydraberg, are you guys no. wrestling fans? When I was young. Okay, well, I used I'll to skip. watch that show uh, Total Divas on E for a long time okay. <laughs> when it first came on, <laughs> just well, for the rea- you, uh, reality TV. But yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of Chris Jericho, but he was actually in a movie that oh, we yeah. just reviewed, uh, Terrifier 2. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing a wrestling themed horror movie called okay. Dark Match. Uh, he's going to be starring in it, he's actually a producer on it, coming out early in 2023. Hmm. That's really cool. I know he's big into horror. I've listened to his podcast, uh, Talk is Jericho, because he's really good friends with Eli Roth, and I love him. So, and he's been on there like four or five times, and he's a really big horror buff. So, I mean, if you guys hadn't listened to it, it's worth a worth a check out. I love that show. Plus, he's had Uh Darcy the Mail Girl on like the past two or three years talking about, yeah, yeah, the best uh, the best horror movies of like the past year. So. Mm-hmm. I know he's a big horror movie fan. And we've finally seen some images of Ari Aster's latest movie called Bo is Afraid. It yeah. stars Joaquin no, Phoenix. Yeah, it's just like the title of the, uh, I don't know, it's like a poster. It is. And, really and, weird looking. Yeah, yeah it, weird. but I guess it's based off his short, uh, the the short movie that he did called Bo. I've never seen that. Length featured, so it's it looks what, like if, a de-aged if, Joaquin Phoenix, but it looks very CG too. Uh, probably on purpose, obviously, but I, I would think so. Yeah. Um, um, there was one called like uh, "Ask About the Jacksons" or something like that. Like it's already, something about the Jacksons. Something, yeah, something about the Jacksons that <laughs> that movie's about Ari Aster did. I still haven't watched it. I guess it's free on YouTube. Yeah, it is. I just literally just watched that Friday. I started it a long time ago, and then we had went up to Pigeon Forge, and I was in the car, and I was like, well, I'm going to finish this. And I was like, what did I just watch? Yeah, and there's nobody in the car that I could talk about it with. Was it <laughs> that yeah, this, I heard it. Yeah, I, it was it's weird. weird. Yeah, it's weird. Oh. It takes it's a so turn. Quick, where you're too. Like, yeah. Yeah, because it's so short. Like, so much happens in such a short period of time, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" By the end of it, it's, it's yeah, definitely it's hard. Shocking. It's a horror show, it, though. Mm-hmm. It's weird, though. I think I want to watch it tonight you because should. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, and I, yeah, kind of want to check it out. But I'm a big fan of Ari Aster. You know, anything that he's oh, done, yeah, definitely. I watched it after I think we covered um, Hereditary. I think that's when I watched it because we had mentioned it on the show. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got to watch this thing already. And I sat down one <laughs> afternoon and watched it. And I was just like Anna said, I was like, what, what, did, what did I just watch? <laughs> Isn't it only like 30 minutes or something? It's like 20 mm-hmm. minutes. I think. Oh, okay. so, is it 30 minutes? Yeah, it might be 30 minutes. Um, yeah, it's between 20 and 30, something like that. It's really short. So we're in uh holiday horror month, huh? Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Covering Krampus. Mm-hmm. John, you picked this one, right? I did pick this one. I um, I wasn't very familiar with it. It came out out in uh, two thousand and fifteen. 
but in a previous life, we actually did cover it. I don't think I gave it the love that it absolutely deserves. So I decided that we are in the holiday season and man, I, without giving away my review, I just think this is a, a necessary watch during the holiday season. I might be able to second yeah. that. We'll see. Yeah. Should I give a spoiler? Uh, well, tell us whether it fucks or sucks. Oh, that's right. Um, dude, absolutely. This movie fucks. This is, this is like one of those holiday fucks that you look forward to every single year <laughs> and uh, feels so damn good. Every like, time. <laughs> it's like it's like candy canes, you know, you just <laughs> but you can only have it one time a year. So yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Anna, what about you? What do you think? Does it fuck or does it suck? Yeah, I think it, I definitely think it fucks. It's one of those. I think I don't think it's up there with like gremlins or you know anything like that right just yet. But it's you know give it a few more years and I think it'll hit that status because I hadn't seen it until. You asked me if I could watch it, and I was like, okay, yeah, I can do that. And it was a really quick watch, and it was fun. It's definitely a good gateway horror, too. Yeah. You know, nothing too too bad for kids. And yeah, I was telling John. Yeah, I was telling John that uh, Marley started watching it with me, and then she fell asleep after, like, 20 minutes. But she had heard about Krampus, and she had heard about the movie and the stories, and she was ready to go, but she fell asleep. <laughs> How about you, Hydraberg? Uh, yeah, so for me, this is a this is a Yuletide fuck. It's uh, on the naughty side of the holiday. For me, <laughs> I definitely think it fucks. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give you a spoiler a alert. Uh, we're talking about Krampus from 2015. If you have not seen this movie, make sure you pause the podcast, go watch it, then come back to find out what we thought about it. It's time for that old famous reach around there, Hydraberg. I'm I'm ready for this one. All right. It's going to be very festive, oh, yeah. isn't it? It's a little festive. <laughs> you ready? Ready. Yes. A letter meant for Santa floats through the air, torn into pieces by a boy who no longer cares. Take away my family, he swears, and whispers the words into the cold winter air. Creepy hot frosties gather around the house and just stare. His mother prepares with much love and such care. As his family, they bicker all unaware. That Krampus is coming with his bag full of scares. Unlike Santa, who brings kids festive treats, Krampus brings toys that swallow from your head to your feet and eat you up whole like some sweet Christmas meat. Doomed to live out this day, stuck on repeat. A demonic cherub flies off with your fam. So run fast as you can or get done in by a gingerbread man. This Christmas Max has learned a valuable lesson. Send your letters to Santa with care and discretion or become a slave to Krampus and his snow globe obsession. Oh my god, that was so good. Bravo, dude. So dude good. You killed that. You so killed good, it. So good. Um I love the fact that Tony Collette was in this. I I think the first time I saw it, it it, it kind of baffled me because you've seen her in so many good things. I or she's such a, a great actor that anything that she's in is fantastic. But this movie became silly. But seeing her in this, I mean she was like the perfect fit as a mom. Yeah, she was. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I, I also really loved just that. I love the beginning, the frozen universal logo. I just thought that was a mm-hmm. nice touch. That was really good. Like set the mood for the yeah, film. I liked it. Yeah, I always love when they did. do different logos for films. Like they don't do them often, but when they do, I'm always like, it always catches my attention. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I love the opening sequence too of like the the disarray of what Black Friday would be. Yeah, it's like a oh, the yeah. mucho mart. It's called. It was so good in the way they it it was almost like a Goodfellas thing where it was like in a slow mo kind of Mm -hmm. you know, just a a different way of shooting it. It was so fantastic. I I just I don't know. There's something about this movie that just had the feel and appeal of the holiday season. It's just like maybe all the bad things that you would ever see in the holiday season. You're just like, this is it right here. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to say that that was exaggerated, but it's not. There are places that literally that happens that uh, humans can just be kind of savage, especially around the holidays. I don't know if that's more of an American thing, but uh, like I seven years so. ago in New York, there was a Walmart not far from me where the guy opened the door, the security guy. He opened the door on uh, Black Friday and he was trampled to death by people trying to get a fucking 70 inch TV. Like, oh, my God, it's sad. Yeah. He's just doing his job. Well, so. you hear you hear about that every single year. Is that yeah. like 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 parents are trying to grab that that one toy that's the big toy of the year, you know? And Anna, you have a you have a daughter, so it's just like you got to mm-hmm. get that one toy. And it's mm-hmm. it, it, you hear about people getting hurt or even trampled on just yeah. to get that one toy, and it, it was like it, yeah. it encapsulated it perfectly. It does. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I hate going to stores to shop. Like I went to Walmart the other day and I was in such a foul fucking mood when I left just because <laughs> of all the people and it was raining too. And I was like, God, get me out of here. Yeah. Right. But I, I have to, like, I have to start early and I do all my shopping online. I've been buying Christmas since October. So I've been prepared Smart. and that's the best way to do it. it. Yeah. It's way less stressful. You don't have to deal with all the crazies out and just, you know, kick back and enjoy the holidays. That's the way I like it. Because we got Santa coming. If you Santa, don't believe like, in Santa, Krampus is I know. coming. He's six so, days away. Yeah. That's oh my scary. God, is that that close? I know. I'm excited. <laughs> so, John, that opening scene, it's good because yep. it's like it subtly just like shows us some of our, our um, main characters without like, you know, throwing them in our face or like their background. We get to see like Beth filming her brother have a fight with one of the Christmas elves. It is, I think, or one of the wise men. Yeah. I yeah, think they were uh, doing a play or something like yeah. that. And it was like Santa. Well, it was like the kids were there for, to meet Santa or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was defending because one of the, one of the kids was trying to spoil like whether Santa's real or not. And he is, he's real. So he is real. He's real. But then he's the parents sure come running up and we get introduced to, uh, uh, what's the dad's name again? Tom, right? Yeah. Tom. Yeah. You know, and I didn't Adam learn anybody's name in this movie, but it was just like Adam Scott. Howard, I knew that because yeah. everybody um, kept yelling Howard. Yeah, yeah. It's like the one. <laughs> David Kocher. Keckner. Keckner. Yeah, Keckner, yeah. God damn, that, that character was so He's good. Amazing. I know. He plays it so good, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I love when he shows up like. He's just being obnoxious, like like a loudmouth, and it's like a perfect. It's perfect casting. His that mm-hmm. actor, David Koechner, and it just reminds me of cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation so much. Him and his family just coming into the house, like it's obviously probably supposed to, you know, pull on those threads. Like you're supposed to remember. Oh, yeah. It's because this movie plays on all those Christmas tropes and those movies mm-hmm. that we've seen in the past, like Gremlins and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, it feels but like one of those good fun holiday movies you know at the start of it before it turns into a total horror movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) after 
the well, letter gets thrown out the window. Yeah, and Heidelberg, I, I I brought up numerous times the the aesthetic of the movie was cold. I mean, you could yes, because you had that, that. I wrote that, it down, John. Yeah, that snow thunderstorm thing came in, but you could yeah. see their breath, you and it's just breath. like it felt cold. You know, just like uh, just, just like the lodge was. It was just yeah. like you know this sense of isolation and losing the power and. I don't know, man. I really like the way they set up that sense. Once the storm rolls in, like the sense of isolation is really well done. Right. You you can't I see. Love... What's that? Sorry, I'm sorry. I was oh, about to say I love I love to see people like hold up in one place together, mm-hmm. trying to survive some element, whether it be weather or apocalyptic zombies. You know, I always find that concept fascinating in movies. Me too. How I, I react. I like single settings when they're done well. And mm-hmm. I feel like this one does it really well. I like that it goes from really comfy home, like, you know, home for the holidays type of feel to like, mm-hmm. yeah, like a bunker almost like we're just we're we're tucked in. We're trying to just stay warm and survive this thing. Ride it out. Yeah. And they didn't even hesitate. They were like, we're going to board everything up. And, you know, yeah. they just went with it. Well, I love the way they set up uh, the Krampus, too. I mean, they give you the backstory mm-hmm. of what Krampus is. and And it's just like. This is, you know, a, a child makes a wish, and that's a great way to play off of it. Is that, you know, this child still believes and and wants to write a letter to Santa Claus, but all of a sudden, things get all fucked up, and he rips up his letter and throws it out the window. That's when this lure of the Krampus comes by, and the grandma knows everything about that. Yeah, she knows way more mm-hmm. than she's letting on, and we can see that. Mm-hmm. Which is dope, by the way, because they showed that like animation thing of her when she was a child, and that I was loved that. That was nice little break in the movie of like, wow, this is. This well, it's like a throwback to the animation we grew up on, right? The Christmas films, mm-hmm. like, right? So. Exactly. Yeah. More That's of an update to it, though. Yeah, it was really cool because sometimes yeah, a film introduce something like. Yeah, sometimes films will introduce like animation in the middle or something, and it kind of takes you out, but. I think it added mm-hmm. to this film really well to the themes. Yeah. Well, I thought yeah, it was great. Yeah. It, it didn't feel out of place at all because it was giving you the backstory of the grandma of, you know, what was she speaking? Was it German? German. Yeah. German. Well, Austrian? Yeah. well they're Austrian, right? Yeah. She was speaking German. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. She's speaking Austrian throughout the movie. However, her son and her grandson can understand what she's saying. And I thought yeah. that was a, mm-hmm. that, that was a nice little twist to that. I like that she spoke yeah. German almost the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I and then, uh, when cool. she finally does speak a little English, Aunt Dorothy is like, I knew it. <laughs> I know. Of course, she was the one to say it. <laughs> aunt Dorothy's great. Everybody's got someone like an aunt or somebody in their family like her, I feel like. Definitely. Who just says whatever's Definitely. on their mind. She mm-hmm. drank a lot through that movie, though. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> she was hit. She was hitting the nog early. Mm-hmm. She needed to get Mary. Mm. She was That's ready she to says, go. Her spirit. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the gore? I thought it was adequate. It's a PG-13 film. Is it yeah. really? Yeah. It felt like an R-rated movie that just really pulled back on I the feel gore. like the lang- some of the language could be seen as R, but the gore, I think they can get away yeah. with more language because they scale back on the gore. Oh, okay. Yeah, it you just it, it felt like a, a, a gore light movie with a lot more adult language. It's all implied. You never see yeah. it. Like, you don't see Beth die. No. You don't mm-hmm. see the boyfriend die. You see uh, what's I don't remember which kid, but one of the two daughters 
you you see her feet sticking out of the clowns Jordan um, back in the box. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jordan. That's right, Stevie and Jordan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you see, you see just the feet sticking out, which I really love that scene. By the way, that little clown. Yeah, Jack that was Black. wild. Creepy. That was so wild. I honestly can't believe that they kill Beth off that early. That was it's kind of one of my critiques. I I like her character, and yeah. you don't. There's not enough of her, really. I no, no, mm-hmm. it's true, but yeah, I think it was done for shock value. That no, that, I get it. Yeah, it was, and it gives them a reason to have to go out there and start looking around, which they could have done just to kind of check out what's going on anyway. Sure, you know, see what's mm-hmm. why the neighborhood seems so dark and and desolate so fast. But well, and the kid noticed that all these snowmen were starting to come into the yard, so it was just yeah. like you know, it, it it was the same idea of well, you don't believe me, but look, look outside, just j- just look at what I'm seeing. You know, I love the snowman yeah. effect too. Like it's so that was fun. Creepy. Just the one yeah, right away. It was, it was creepy. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. wasn't sure if the snowmen were supposed to be like representative of the people that Krampus has taken from the neighborhood almost. Like, because there's like a little one that looks like what's his name? Howard Jr. for a minute. Uh, all the little on. chubby kid oh, that yeah. got through oh, the really? Yeah. Or then I was wondering, like, when I first saw it, I was like, I thought the elves eventually were going to. Like someone's gonna either jump out of them, or they were gonna come animated and attack. Mm-hmm. I like no, I this movie so much. That. Yeah, that's why I like this movie so much because it's up for interpretation of what they were, and you know the sense of dread. And man, I don't want to get into it right now, but man, the twist at the end was so good. Yeah, <laughs> I just love the sense of yeah, isolation that was... set up right away. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Like you said. And just like them having to like hunker down in this house is just like they get right to it. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like and I like also that this isn't like a Christmas Day tale. Right. It takes place like three days before Christmas. So they have a couple of days to mm-hmm. deal with the problem. And because they have yeah. the fire going because Omi knows what's going on and she won't let the fire mm-hmm. out. You know, all the other houses probably didn't have their fire going and Krampus was able to get in there right away. So like True. they're the last house on the block to be picked off, you know, and so it's pretty yeah. cool. I like that. Well, mm-hmm. the dynamic between the family was actually very real. You know, yeah. it was, uh, yes. you know, the mom and dad are kind of in a strained relationship. However, they come back together, which was so good to me, you know, and one of his mm-hmm. wishes were that, you know, that I wish my mom and dad loved or were in love with each other like they were before. I loved his letter. I paused it just so I could read the back. And it was like a kid that's very selfless, you know, like. He wants his parents to yes. fall back in love. He wa- he wonders, like, why does everybody, like, Aunt Dorothy's not that bad to hang out with. You know what I mean? Why does everybody always shun her? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, he says, I wish Uncle Howard would stop trying to raise his girls as boys, like, forcing it on them, which <laughs> there's dads out there that do that, you know, because he had two girls before he ever had a son. And his son is a worthless mm-hmm. character, I'll be honest. He doesn't even yeah, speak. He, yeah. Just stands mm-hmm. there. Just breathes mouth breeze. It reminds me of the kid from uh, Bad Santa. Yeah. The oh my gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was some Bad Santa vibes. Which one came, Bad Santa came out before this? I think so. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. That was like this, early 2000. Because this movie plays with a lot of Christmas themes, right? A lot of them, mm-hmm. like we mentioned. And that's why it works so well. It it starts out, you know, you got the hectic family stuff with the chaotic, like, not everybody enjoys Aunt Dorothy. Not everybody enjoys Uncle <laughs> Howard. But at the end, like, everybody plays their role and puts a mm-hmm. you know puts aside their bullshit to to stand up for their family and help each other out, which is great. And it's then what family's all about always, yeah. really. 
And the and any Chris, good Christmas movie is like that's what plays. That's one of the main mm-hmm. themes, right? It's like selflessness and family first. But um, I love that. Like it takes a horror turn, and that's what kind of drives our family to kind of band mm-hmm. together. So it's different than most films we've ever seen. Even Christmas films that are placed in horror, normally bad Santa killing somebody or they're just you know violent. This is I like the playfulness of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bad Santa came out in two thousand and three. Okay, yeah. So maybe they were early in that case. Yeah. There's a lot of homages in this film to other films, mm-hmm. whether slight or obvious. Like I noticed when Max offers candy to his um cousins and his sibling. Well, no, his sibling's gone. Um, to kind of like calm them down and ease them, you know, like because they're scared. Uh he opens his candy oh, box. Yeah. And if you look inside the candy box, uh Sam's um lollipop from Trick or Treat is in there. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, I, it's not bitten though. It's still whole. Okay. Aw. I saw you post about that, but I didn't notice yeah, it. Yeah, when I noticed it today. This is my second time viewing this film. So I didn't notice a lot of those things. This but this time I paused it. I was like, wait a minute. And then I looked <laughs> it up and then I didn't know that I forgot that I'm not great with names, but Mike Doherty, you know, directed that film. Oh yeah, that's right. He so, did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's part of the reason that he threw it in there too. So. He did that new King Kong movie too, I think, with Millie Bobby Brown, the girl from Stranger Things. I think he directed that. The too. first King Kong one, right? Uh no, wait. First Godzilla. Godzilla, right? Godzilla. That's what Godzilla. I meant. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. I, what i just i i keep thinking about <laughs> i keep thinking about the dog in this movie a freaking bulldog i i mean it's just you, you would think of like a rottweiler something more intimidating but a bulldog cracked me up <laughs> as far as being yeah. kind of like the he's like the mascot of the movie he is <laughs> yeah so he saves really the is. day too mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. he saves the day when that rabid gingerbread man is about to kill howard he eats them. Oh yeah, he turned, yeah, turned turn, up and ate it. Yeah, as soon as the as soon as the uh, camera cut away, I was like, "Oh, you know what's going on here." Yeah. Yeah. I cracked up. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> His name was Thor, I believe, right? I think that's the. I think that's. Oh no, Thor was the actual name. dog. Rosie was the the character's name. Right. Rosie. That's what I. Yeah, because I got confused. I was like watching the credits and they show Thor. But then I realized, no, it's a credit name. So that's why they're showing him as his real name is Thor. So they did something sweet that I think a lot of great movies do is like when it is a Christmas movie or something sentimental like that is they show the cast and crew like with their kids or their family. Yeah. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. I did like that. I noticed um, David Koechner's family. Did you see they all had mustaches like him? They were all trying (laughs) to look like him. Yeah. (laughs) It was like the Kechner, even the wife had like a pitch like him. Speaking of pictures, what about that pervy? Sarah gets home with that like Sears paint or the Mucho Mart uh, picture that they took, family <laughs> picture. And then you got mm-hmm. fucking pervy Santa. He's like staring at Beth. At first oh, I thought geez. he was asleep in the picture, but then I realized, oh no, he's just staring at her daughter. Like what a perv. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like looking at her boobs or something like that. Just yeah, like- they had one job, just stare at the camera. Yeah. Well, it was a bad Santa moment. Bad Santa, 2003. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Bad Santa. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I really liked Omi's character. I kind of wish we got a little bit more with her. Mm-hmm. Only because like she's so she's just in the background a lot. Just she's she, I don't know. She acts a lot with her eyes, which I do like. Yeah. She plays mm-hmm. like a key role in the very end in that twist where he, he looks up at her. But um, I just kind of wish we heard a little bit or saw a little bit more about her. 
because when she does go to face Krampus, it's like it's sad. But at the same time, we didn't get enough where I really felt mm-hmm. like, oh, no, Omi, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of yeah. wish we just got a little bit more with her. And I disagree with that to a, a little bit of a degree, just because you did get her backstory of like Krampus taking her family. And then it's just like coming full circle. And it's almost like that kind of indicated how the movie was going to end. No, you're right. But she, like, so like Tom's her son, right? They hardly speak in the mm-hmm. movie. She doesn't speak yeah. to much to mostly any. It's like almost like she just got off the boat. She only speaks German still <laughs> and like hardly speaks to anybody. And it's, she's kind of just like in the background a lot, which I get like she's the older lady. So like she's she's going to do that. Like people are arguing. She she's just sort of like, all right, I'm not, you know, I'm going to go inside and knit or whatever. Like, you know, but she <laughs> then she realizes kind of what's going on, even even in the very beginning before Krampus is summoned. When her family comes to the door, she's got a look on her face when she hears a noise as if she's anticipating it. Probably through the maybe since the, it happened as a kid, she's been anticipating it all her life. Like Krampus is going to come back for her one day. Mm-hmm. But definitely got me, that vibe. Yeah, for me, it, it that wasn't a problem. I mean, I, I enjoyed that because it, it did play more into the story later in the movie where it was just like. She's got to face her fears. I, I love the standoff between Krampus and her. Oh, I do. And it was just like it was badass. It was was just like, yeah, she she just stood down. She looked at him and then it was just like, okay, this is the the first like look we get at Krampus, like head on without that Krampus looked dope, by the way. He's a sick design. I did. Mm -hmm. Majority of all these special effects were all done practically, by the way, like Krampus. Were they really the, the toys? They were all animatronics and like the elves were all um, like smaller build men in elf suits with uh, like these huge masks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Krampus was a guy who was on these stilts so you could have the hooves and he had the extended like arch over his back and then like that mask on top of uh, like an animatronic face. And it's I got the vibe and that's what they were intending uh, that like the face that he had on was like an old man's face. It was almost like Santa. Yeah, but I was mm-hmm. waiting for him, like when he when he encountered Omi, to like take it, like it was going to come off, and you were going to see a more sinister, like evil, demonic or like monstrous form, which you don't. But it's under there. It's it's sort of implied that that face is just a shell. It's almost like he just you know fucking Hannibal lected that shit on his on his head, <laughs> and it sort of just mm-hmm. hanging there loose. Like he took Santa's face and put it yeah, on basically, his, yeah, to cover his, which face. is pretty dope. I like it. I, I like that you don't see him for most of the film before then, too. Like, he's just you see him on the roof early on with Beth and he's yeah. just like so imposing, but far away. Mm-hmm. Well, you see the hooves. I mean, I, I, I think the hooves was just like a, a really nice touch of introducing you to Krampus. And it was just like when you actually see him, you're like, this is fucked up. Wow. Holy <laughs> moly. I mean, it's just like it. it I don't want to say it's simple, but it's it's not as horrific as you think it's going to be, but that's it what works. makes it more horrific. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a lot left to your imagination, which Correct. is what we normally, what really works in horror. Yeah. I mean, but mm-hmm. you also have the hands, the claws, you know, like, yeah. like your background where it's like, you see these claws and it's just like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like an animatronic metal glove put over his hand and then extending fingertips that were, were put onto there. To give him that like oh, long, that's cool. like weird, creepy finger sort of look. Uh, 
I just love the design of like all like what how do you guys like the minions? Like all his little minions. <laughs> they were so much fun. <laughs> they were, right? They were. Like, they were all they're, fun. They're like terrifying and, and funny at the same time. So it's like a cool blend. It, which this movie kind of rides that fine line, I feel like. And I like that they're all sent in to sort of sabotage and scare the shit out of these families before Krampus <laughs> eventually shows up, you know, like they do his dirty work. And it's mm-hmm. like a Santa sort of vibe where it's not he's not a monster that just like busts down the door. He he's very playful in a sense, but it's it's the evil side of that, you know what I mean? Instead of coming down the chimney and eating cookies, you know, he terrorizes you slowly with his minions, and then then he comes yeah. down. The well, that's what was fun that, about the minions is that they were all very playful. There, yeah. there, mm-hmm. there was nothing menacing about them until they are menacing. Right? Like that one kid grabs the gingerbread, <laughs> the kid that get the uh, the kid that gets Howard. up in the um, yeah in, in, yeah, in the Jr. chimney. He takes a bite out of one of those. So does his dad. Now. His dad does that also when they're in the boyfriend's house and they yeah, find exactly. that one. Yep. Nailed, he yeah, he takes a bite <laughs> out of it. it. Like just some strange cookie nailed to like fucking knife to the fridge, and you just take a bite out of it. Yeah, that looks tasty. <laughs> He'd work yeah, up an like, appetite walking to the house. I thought the uh, the he, Jack he in the box. Sweet tooth, but... Yeah, he did. <laughs> the Jack in the box I thought was great. Yep. Yeah, it's that just... was really good. It's so creepy looking with like like that jaw that extends out so it can swallow like whole people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it opens like to the side and then the chin comes down. Yeah, it's so yeah, it was like, weird. It was very slimy looking. Mm-hmm. Remind me of a xenomorph. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Or if you ever saw Blade yeah. Two, like the vampires in Blade Two, yeah, they yeah, that, oh that, yeah, that was the yeah. other thing I was thinking of. I couldn't think of like like I've seen that in a movie where it just the jaw opens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Also, I think the movie Splice had the, I think the the jaw and Splice was like that. I don't it's think I've ever sci-fi seen sci-fi horror. Yeah, I don't think maybe I've we'll cover that. it one day. Yeah. Um, maybe. <laughs> I really liked the, the. I thought the cherub was pretty cool. I loved when it died. There's like a quick scene where they whack it, um, and it flies up in over the mantle, and if it, it lands right in between a wreath, right, and it looks like it's part of the wreath. And then it's just still for that second, and then it falls mm-hmm. away from the wreath. And I just kind of love that they hold on it for a split second there. It looked like a Christmas mm-hmm. ornament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there, there was these like little nuances, like especially with the minions, it, that it was just. And you said all of it was animatronic, or from what I, I watched the special features today, and like they they went uh, they worked with Weta, okay, on this, and like so much of it was all. Just anima- like Krampus himself is a, is a guy in a suit with animatronics. The cherub, this cherub was an animatronic. The Jack in the Box is a man in the front with the animatronic head on. And then like when he when he's big and he swallowed um, Jordan, there's people inside the tube, uh, like wreathing around, like moving around, oh, like trying to yeah. look like, oh, like yeah, that's like cool, a- that did look yeah. practical actually though. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a woman at the tail end who's like crunching basically with that box on her head to make it look like realistic and all the stunts are real like them being pulled out of the window is all done realistically that's all done with stunt work and a stunt and a stunt guy the, there's a woman who plays aunt dorothy for that one second where she's pulled out by chains that's all done through a real window the oh, the the um like the uh what's it called the neighborhood's all set up with in a in a in like a studio set up and smaller scale and then they use like different things in the foreground to make it look bigger so like they'll pan past a uh, a car in the driveway and the car will be a miniature so that when the actor is walking, 
the house behind them that's a little bit smaller will all it'll all work out for the the image right mm-hmm. and you know then they had like five different types of fake snow they went like mm-hmm. super practical in almost all of it that's and another thing i loved about it was is they had this tremors vibe to it where it was mm. just like somebody would get sucked under the ground i wish we saw what that was yeah me too i know like in the character designs I looked up to, that one's left like as a question mark. You just don't, there's no image on Wikipedia or anything about it. But it looks so good. I mean, it was just, and, yeah. and, and the way the actors played it, like when they were getting bitten or yeah. like their legs chomped on, it was just like, and all of a sudden disappeared. I love that. I, I, I just love that kind of like all of a sudden, bam, gone. Yeah. I love when it grabs, um, when it grabs Howard in the beginning too. And like um, Tom saves his life, you know, mm-hmm. he just pulls out that gun and sets fire. And, and I love this is like right before that Howard gave him shit about the gun. Cause he's got like this crazy gun set up in his, in his Humvee. <laughs> he's like, Oh, this one's heavy. And he's like, uh, Oh yeah, that's Linda's, you know, like implying like, Oh, you're using my wife's gun, but yeah, that's why it's heavy to you, bro. Cause he looks at, <laughs> at Tom, like a, like a Namby Pamby, but he's not, you know, mm-hmm. they're just different. They're different. He's an Eagle Scout, man. He's an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Which I would think, I would think Howard would appreciate actually a man, a survivalist like Howard, you know, would appreciate mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. then they come to a common, um, you know, love for each other. Like everybody does. You get that moment with uh, Sarah and her sister, and even the, the the cousins, and I feel like you know it all ties in with that that Christmas theme, like movies have. Mm-hmm. And I I think it all works. None of it feels forced, or like yeah. hammy. Yeah, there wasn't a bad apple in the entire cast. It was stacked from top to bottom, and they all really blended well together. And it was believable. You believed that they were a family. Yeah, I agree with you, Anna. I, I don't think there was anybody that outshined anybody else. You, you would think that yeah. someone like Tony Collette would outshine everybody, but I mean, she was so subtle in this movie. Although she mm-hmm. she did, she dials it up in the end, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, she Definitely. does pick it up, and it's just like this is Tony Collette. She's gonna kill it every, each and every time. But the mm-hmm. way she she played her character throughout the movie, I'm just like, man, this is why she. Should win every Academy Award ever. Yeah, I think awesome. the cast was just like you said; it was stacked in this. They just like they, everybody mm-hmm. played their parts perfectly. I mean, the kids, uh, the kids are a little bit like there's there's not as much kid stuff. I feel like uh, Max is like yeah. front and center. That's kind of why I mm-hmm. do wish Beth was just in the movie a little bit more in the beginning, at least, because I thought there would have been some nice. Uh, I don't know. They could have built a relationship between her and Max a little bit. You could have had some, uh, you know, some sibling rivalry uh, or maybe something with mom and daughter. Maybe that's tropey, but like maybe they don't get along. And, you know, now everything with the, I don't know, with the holiday brings them together. But, John, you're right, though. Like her her getting taken out early on is sort of like the film's telling you, like, oh, we're playing. We're not playing games. No, exactly right. And I thought I thought it was just fine because I, I don't think you need that backstory of you know what sibling rivalry is. Yeah, I know. you could feel that. You could feel that you a little really. bit. I mean, there could have been a little bit more, but I mean, to me, it, it it just it added to her getting off like right away. You're like, ooh, this one stung a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't anticipating, mm-hmm. especially the first time I saw yeah. it. Yeah, I kept waiting for them to find her. 
I know. And then they didn't. They never did. Nope. <laughs> she got eaten. Yep. I know. But I guess it was a different uh, Jack in the Box that got her. I guess he's got several because the other one's in the in the bag. When I kind of like that oh. too, like he drops off his stuff before he gets there, sort of like, "Hey, bring it in for me." Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, go back to that practicality of the way it looked. <laughs> it did look intimidating. It didn't look like it, it was like just a small guy or or somebody in a costume. It just it felt like this big mechanical yeah. thing, although it didn't feel mechanical. It just hulking, whatever. I love that when he's done swallowing Jordan, he like wipes his mouth a little bit, like. Oh, yeah. And he's sort of playful. Nice like touch. when the elves get there, you see he's like clapping, like, yay, the elves are here. And then like one of them gives him a hug when they save mm-hmm. him. They kind of grab him, like, hey, we're gonna get you out of here. And then Krampus pulls them all out of there. Like sort of like how they all work together. Yeah. That's camaraderie. It's it's just like Santa Claus, you know, it's just the opposite mm-hmm. end. Yeah, opposite end yeah. of the spectrum, basically. I dig it. Evil. Mm. Um, <laughs> I do have a small I have a little bit of a rant. Just a little bit. A little small. Okay, let's hear it. It's a small complaint, but uh, this movie—it's about (laughs) crazy Christmas evils attacking a family. Fine. They do the bidding of Krampus. That's fine. I can suspend disbelief there. That's all good. You know, it's a holiday Christmas. You know, horror film. What I can't do, what I can't deal with, is films that portray nail guns like they do in this film, as if nail guns are fully automatic machine guns, because they're not. (laughs) That's just not how nail guns work. they have a tab on the front of them that you engage by pushing the gun into whatever material you're working with. It's a it's a safety mechanism. Now you can bypass that by like wedging a little piece of wood in there and pushing it back, or tying it back with a with a piece of string or something. But um, most movies that use this gimmick, they don't do that. So just having known what a nail gun where how it works, I don't know. It just always bothers me. It kind of takes me out of a film a lot of times because it just that's not, they're not guns. That's not how they don't shoot huge nails. And in and, and like huge succession like that, it just that's not how they were. Uh, maybe older ones before safety, uh, like OSHA, maybe they were. I don't know. Um, before OSHA. But, you know, like I'll excuse it for this film because it's a ma- it's a magical gingerbread man that's using it. And I don't know. It, it just works for the scene. But it yeah, always three of them, it's right? Always, it's just, yeah, it's just yeah, it takes three of them to use the thing, which you could have had one of them pull the tab back. And then it would then I would be like, there you oh, go. I like add those another little, gingerbread yeah, man. Details. Yeah. Perhaps that's what was happening. Maybe I don't know. I checked the scene. Critical. I've actually used that nail gun that he was using before. Okay. That you have to push it. it Did you get it from the Mucho Mart? No, no. (laughs) I got it from S Mart. Okay. Don't smart. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Shop smart. S Mart. Uh, yeah. So that's it's not a huge rant, but uh, I don't know, Mike. Latest rants have been about construction materials or tools, it seems. That's weird. Yeah. That's a weird. weird. It's your it's, pet peeve. It's stuff I know. Here's the thing about this movie is that it, I think on this watch, I was so undercritical about it. It was just, I enjoyed the ride. Hmm. I didn't take any notes. I just enjoyed the ride. I, I, mm-hmm. I was watching it. I was like, man, this is so much fun. And, and there was so much heart to this family. And, and what this little boy wanted from his family. And then we get this mm-hmm. really dope twist at the end. I mean, we don't have to get to it right now. But, I mean, the thing was, is like, it was my third time watching this movie. And I'm just like, 
man, did I have so much fun watching it. It was it, fun. It was like a, like a must-watch. You, you know, Heidelberg, watching a Halloween horror movie during Halloween, you have to do it. You have to watch something that's centered around Halloween. For me, this is an absolute must-watch for the holidays. Yeah, I would put this in my rotation, definitely. I bought it recently. Mm-hmm. It's the Naughty Cut. I have no idea what's different about it. I don't think there's any. I feel like that was just a name they threw on the outside of it. But well, you said this was PG 13, right? Yeah, so it maybe is. It's, maybe it's got a little more gore in it. Maybe. There's not there's a little bit much more gore. gore I mean, even even the creatures that get killed, there's not much. The goriest thing I feel like is the gingerbread man's like legs flying off and stuff. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't feel overly gory. And man, it's just, I guess I'm not surprised that it's only PG 13 because I don't remember a lot of cursing. I don't see I don't hear fuck or shit or whatever. I mean there was there wasn't a lot of that. There was like damn it or hell or whatever. I think Tony Collette dropped a goddamn once, but I feel like, uh, I she feel was, like Aunt Dorothy, if anybody was cursing, it's probably her the most. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, yeah, because she was feeling Mary on the nog. I'm not positive, <laughs> but she definitely had the crude mouth, if anybody. Yeah. How mm-hmm. much fun was she? That character. Oh, she's hilarious. She was fun. She's okay. good. She was good in everything though. I like love two when and she and a half man. Oh, that's where she's from. I know she. I recognize her mm-hmm. from Two and a Half Men. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, one that's my dad right. loves to watch. He's always got it on rotation, so I constantly hear her in there cracking jokes. She's she always, always plays that same kind of character too. The one that just mm-hmm. like, doesn't hold back. Very snarky. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It works for her. And yeah, she totally like, like. What are you saying? I'm sorry. Like um, Adam Scott too. I feel like as good of an actor as he is, he kind of plays the same character a lot too even in i haven't i haven't watched severance i've heard it's freaking awesome but um but yeah like in big little lies he was that kind of husband too the kind of quirky funny husband and then parks and rec and then this he's he kind of plays the same guy but i mean he plays the character well it's just you know have you ever seen him in Step Brothers? oh yes that too yeah yeah He's yeah. a son of a bitch. Yeah, he yeah, he's a fucker. Uh, no, I I disagree. I, I I think he plays a little different character. I think he plays a more sympathetic dad in this movie, where he's trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he is. He's, he's he's got some snarkiness to him, like most of his characters. But yeah, this one's quite different than other characters that I've seen him play. I well, mean, it goes, like yeah, I'll give it that. I can see that. That all goes to the wayside, I feel like, when it's time to actually, you know, put up, like, and, and defend his family. Like, right. like he said, oh, yeah. he's gotta, the shepherd's got to defend his flock, right? Right. Mm-hmm. He was ready to go. And he he's a good dad. Like, we see that. Mm-hmm. You know, he cares about his wife and his family. And even the family that he doesn't love, he says to his son, like, this is this is what being a family is about, you know? Right. My mm-hmm. point is, is that he's very passive until that yeah. happens. Uh-huh. Then he becomes yeah. a badass. I mean, yep. and it's believable. It's not, you know, it's not one of those things that are forced down your throat where, okay, so Adam Scott's going to be a badass. No, he has to be because he wants to protect his family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, did you believe his relationship with Tony Collette? Like, no, there's a little bit of an age difference there as far as their. It's not necessarily portrayed on because she looks phenomenal. So it's not like she looks a lot older than him. But I know in reality, there's a pretty decent difference, I think. So I I don't think it was so much age for me. I think it was just chemistry between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the chemistry yeah. just wasn't there. 
Yeah. I thought the chemistry yeah. with the kids or, or the chemistry with the family was fantastic. But between those two, that was, that's what was lacking between. Yeah. yeah as two. a couple, them as a couple. Right. I mean, maybe it's meant to be that way because they are sort of strained at the moment. So we're not seeing like, like she says Correct. to him, I, I miss you. I miss this. Like that mm-hmm. moment. That yeah, they there were some ten- yeah, there were the some window. tender moments between them, but. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely like lacking in the chemistry, but it could have been on purpose. Like you yeah. said, might have serviced the plot. Yeah, true. They don't have, they don't have as much chemistry as uh, as Howard and his wife, uh, Linda. Linda, yeah, right? Linda. Yeah. But there was, I really there like was her absolutely too, her chemistry act. between those mm-hmm. two. I mean, yeah. even even though there was a strain thing going on there, I mean, I, I I felt more that than I did between Adam Scott and um, Colette. Yeah, Tony Collette. I just I, I I felt more there, like it was just like we've got they have four kids, <laughs> and you can feel mm-hmm. that. You know, he's a newborn. She's adorable too. Oh, yeah, she was cute. And I like that Howard was, Dorothy. <laughs> I like that Howard was like you see him though. He's taking care of his baby. You know what I mean? There's that moment where he's yes. got her on the couch, he's holding her, and then that's when when Tom's like, I'm thinking about we should go out there, and he's like, do a little recon. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I was thinking it too. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, that, that's what male ego kicks in, and that was fantastic. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love that. That was but, nice showing them showing him holding the baby like that. Mm-hmm. Nice and who touch. helps him back though? Tom helps him, and the you know mm-hmm. helps him back to the house, helps him with his injury on his leg. And I feel like there's that mutual respect after that, where he's like, and he just says it. He's like, I thought you were like a fucking asshole. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, oh, I'm hey, starting to like hey, you. Thanks, yeah. You're not just an Eagle Scout. I'm glad, too, that they don't. There's a moment where, like, the family looks like they're going to fall apart again, where, like, they're having a disagreement on what to do. And Howard, like, no, I'm going to do this. It's, you know, and Tom, him and Tom are arguing for a minute. I'm glad they didn't, like, play into that too much because I, it would have just kind of gone too much fo- back and forth. Like, I'm glad that they kind of it was a moment of hesitation or, like, weakness with everybody. But they still decided, like, no, we need to band together still. Yeah. Even when you'll disagree in moments like this, where you're all, you know, Howard's thinking about his family and Tom's right. thinking about his, but they're also thinking about each other. But it's tough to, you know, like Howard keeps saying, I wish I went, to, we should have went to my brother's. <laughs> yeah. He said it like four times. Yeah. That's true. He did. <clears throat> I, I, I like the fact that they just kind of all press on. Everybody, mm-hmm. I don't want to say dies, you know, with honor, but they don't go out. They go out They're, swinging. They do absolutely. Yeah, they definitely try. Yeah, and, and I, I, you know, they have again. Sound it's, ideas. A, it, it's it's a tropey thing in any horror movie of like if you're putting the put in a situation where you know you're gonna die, you know you're gonna like scream or whatever. But I think everybody that that did die in this movie goes out with a little bit of honor, like like yeah. it wasn't their dignity. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, dignity for sure. You know, like Tom goes out trying to save the family. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Howard just goes out sort of like, fuck it. I'm chasing Dor- after Dorothy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need to know what, like, where are these things going? I need to see what's going on. We never see what happened to him, but I mean, we just, you know, we figure it mm-hmm. out. But And then we had the but, tremors. Yeah. yeah, we had the tremors moment where he just gets pulled under. I totally assume that thing looked like the, the sandworm from Beetlejuice. That's how I pictured it in my mind. I, I Dude, like, yeah, but it was candy, it was candy it was. canes. 
It was candy cane stripes instead of black. Yeah, and white. It was red and white. <laughs> Festive sandworm. Yeah. <laughs> like some even some with the holiday Hunterberg. All right. Huh? So it looked like the sandworm from Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's how I pictured it in my head. <laughs> it was a cool idea though to have that thing like around the perimeter. And you never get to see what yeah, it Yeah, like about. keeping watch mm-hmm, from underground. That's scary. So you guys want to touch on the ending? Sure. What do you guys think about the ending? I loved it. I thought it was so awesome. Great twist. Um, mm-hmm. They're stuck in purgatory or whatever it is or or uh, Krampus's Krampus. idea. Krampus purgatory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah so... Krampus in the snow globe was fantastic. I love your background. So I, I kept yeah. looking at his head. I'm like, this was this was wrapped up, pardon the it's, pun, wrapped up with a nice little bow. It's like mm-hmm. a terrible and happy ending at the same time. I don't mean terrible by like bad. I mean like terrible, like like nobody like he gets them, you know, he gets the family. Yeah. It's that moment where we think Max has figured it out and like he's convinced krampus to, to to you know give them give him back his family and sacrifice himself but basically all he did was allow krampus to take him as well because he was going to be mm-hmm. he was going to be not taken Left just there. like his grandmother was right yeah and he would regret it the rest of his life but instead we, you know we get to see him open he opens up his eyes and he's like oh it's a whole dream you know and everybody's having <laughs> that what I'm sorry. I, I was going to say that opens up an interesting question for debate. Like, what would you guys do? Would you stay there or would you want to be in the snow globe with your family forever? I think I'd want to be in the snow globe. So would I. Me too. Yeah, I, yeah I, definitely. I don't think I'd relive that over and over again. I mean, everybody was happy. And your sister's mm-hmm. back. In a way. Everybody's alive. Yeah. So they they're happy, happy, but then there's that knowing look. There's a knowing mm-hmm. look between all of them. Like Omi starts it. Like he looks up at Omi and she's like, yeah, like confirming yeah, it. She, she knows. And she everybody has a knows. moment where they sort of break character where they're just sort of like something's off. Right. Is mm-hmm. it just me? But then they're still like, oh, fuck it. We're just doing Christmas gifts. And then I'm just wondering, like, what else? What are, do you just relive that one day? Is it like Christmas like Day? With family? Day? Like, do they realize what's going on eventually? And they panic and then have to relive that day over and over again. Like what happens? See, we don't it, really get a taste of that. Yeah, and Hydroberg, that, that, that would be one explanation that I would want. Is this a loop? But it just seems like they had just gotten trapped inside the snow globe. Which is right. sort of like charming. It sucks, but at the same time, it's like they're happy. That's right? they're having that's a happy moment. That yeah, that's my point. Is that that okay? This may not be a loop of him having to go through this of falling in the pit, like sacrificing himself for his family, you know, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that, if you want to take an interpretation, maybe that was him. That was his ultimate goal because that was the letter to Santa of, I wish everybody could get back together and be happy. And you're right. There, there is that look, there's that, that hold on a second, let's break character, but they were all still happy. They were all together. There was no, mm-hmm. nobody had died. Everybody's back together, right? Yeah. Then we get like that Jeepers Creepers sort of moment or uh, um, it was like I an underground layer. Too. Yeah, sort of. Mm-hmm. It was like an underground layer, sort of like uh, Dr. Satan's from Rob Zombie's. Uh, yeah. Oh, thanks for getting it in there. Hydroberg. That's a thousand corpses. Well done. Well done. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it reminded me of Jeepers Creepers because we pan out and we see what's going, like the larger pictures is Krampus has been collecting all these families throughout time 
into like, snow. I love that pan out. That was so cool. And like, and like, and like an old uh, mother who collects doodads and and right. so so maybe that's what it is. Around his maybe, house, yeah. Right, but that's the thing is is that nobody's Exact, unhappy. If you will. I mean, again, if there was maybe more explanation, if there was a loop or something like mm -hmm. that, okay, I can understand that. Of like, you have to relive this over and over and over again but i'm just going to bring back the letter of what he wrote at the beginning of like i just want my family to be together and happy yeah. and everybody and he got his wish right he did mm -hmm. i mean and that's my wish. point and that's that, the, that the krampus is sort of he's like the santa in a sense he just does it a different way so maybe just maybe that's why some, krampus well, yeah, Krampus maybe he, gave him back the veil to say in like here, that's what he was trying to say. Yeah, and he yeah. gave it to him with that little um but yeah, the bell. Yeah, just like everybody, I, I, everybody understand, gets one of understand that this could happen to your family, but I'm giving your family back, and this is exactly what you wanted from Santa Claus because exactly you wanted everybody happy. But just mm -hmm. remember, you could fuck this up and this could all yeah. happen again. I mean, because as, as the mom as, and dad, yeah, the mom and dad actually seem very happy together. Yeah. And like everybody's getting along. Like Howard and Tom are fucking like buddying up, like talking. Mm -hmm. Every, like even the crazy gift that mom gets that like you normally she'd be like, oh, what the fuck is this? She's sort of like, oh, my God. And then Howard's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I totally made that for you. And she's like, oh, thank <laughs> you. Like they're all pleasant with one another. It's, it's mm -hmm. so true. Grandma's serving hot cocoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see it as well. It was definitely a twist ending because you didn't expect that. But I didn't see it as like a very negative ending. Yeah, it's like an unhappy mm -hmm. but happy ending. It's weird. It's like yeah. it's kind of both. I kind of dig it. That's what mm -hmm. I kind of loved about it, where it was just maybe ambiguous a little bit. A little bit, yeah. because we don't know how long that goes for. Like, are they yeah. that that you maybe had the question of, is this forever? Is this what? what he asked for or what is it it's like and a monkey's paw sort of deal too where it's like you got what you asked for but there's a price to pay you're stuck in this that's loop. true i mean and and that could mm -hmm. be that's how you can interpret it you know that yeah. you're stuck in this forever so that, but he could have been could... stuck alone in life without his family because technically right. in the real world they died like krampus right. they, but in this world they're not dead they're still there and everybody gets to enjoy each other's company on one of the greatest days of the world in 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 the world of the so year. So you, your Some background people. actually, it wasn't that the movie poster. Uh, that's one of the movie posters. Yeah, I mean mm -hmm. that gives away the end, doesn't it? What it does away? without giving it away. I mean, snow globes are they're synonymous with Christmas. Sure, but but I mean, just yeah. like Krampus's hand holding the snow globe. Yeah, but we have no idea what that means. Uh, you know, true. having gone in the film without seeing, like I'm you wouldn't know. Bringing up a point. That's all. I think it's, it's like good. a gotcha for after you've watched the movie. Like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah, this was one of the marketing posters that they they I think they put out before the film uh, released. So, uh, anything we should cover, or can I rate this thing? Because I got a pretty good. Uh... I think we can rate it. I think we got a good handle on it. I do. Um, I, I got to say, this acting was spot on. There was a lot of scenes that just really impressed me. Uh, we talked about it at the very beginning of the beginning of the movie of this slow motion. What really happens during Black Friday or, or people trying to get their <laughs> get the toys for their kids. I mean, I thought that was so brilliantly shot. Uh, Michael Doherty directed this. Yeah. 
I mean, this guy continues to prove why he's a genius. Um, mm-hmm. like I said the acting's fantastic. There's some like little problems with it. Um, Heidelberg, and you bring it up that that most of this stuff was was practical. You know, whether it was uh, you know animation or or, or uh, some sort of mechanical thing that they showed in the movie, just it really impresses me even more. Uh, this is a movie that I will watch probably every holiday season. You know, whatever you celebrate, for me, this is, man, this is this is a really hard movie to beat. Um, I'll let you guys go and do your uh, critiques, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a nine out of ten jingle balls. <laughs> I you thought you were gonna go with snow globes for a minute. No, I was gonna go jingle balls because the little Krampus thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Jingle Krampus balls. balls. Jingle balls. Ding, ding, ding. Jingle balls. Krampus that was a balls. jingle ball. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like you see a lot of those ornaments anymore. Anymore, do you? I don't think so. Like you see the you see a lot of the glass, um, just regular bulbs, but I, you don't see a lot of jingle balls. No, not unless you buy like like something from Michaels or something like that, or Hobby Lobby, where it's like it, all the jingle bells are like attached to it already. You put it on your door and it goes. Ding, ding, ding. Oh yeah, like the garlands. Yeah, you see them on You see them on wreaths sometimes, like the smaller, smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Um. Anna, would you like to go next? Sure. I will give this an 8 out of 10 Jingle Balls. Because it is fun. It's good for... It's a good movie, too, that you could put on with some family at Christmas that doesn't necessarily like horror movies. Because it's not overly gory. There's not a lot of language. And there's stuff in it that every family can relate to in some way or another. And it's still safe for kids, in my opinion. So it's definitely one now that I've finally seen it that I'll, I'll add to my rotation for sure. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, John. <laughs> no, thank you, Anna, for coming on. Oh, anytime. I do. I think you're right, though. It, it is a very good entry level uh, horror movie, especially with the holiday theme. It's sneaky. Christmas, you know, it's a Christmas film and it sneaks the horror in there. And it doesn't begin with horror. Right? We, we start with the Christmas stuff first. And all those mm-hmm. kind of themes that we get in other Christmas films. So it's similar. All you know, the bullshit, right? No, mm-hmm. but that's, I mean, as tropey as those films are, they're tropey for a reason. Like, those are the things that you expect from a Christmas film, you know? Like, the family mm-hmm. that doesn't always get along, but in the end, they band together, even though they have differences. Like, that sort of thing. And this film does that in a different way. It uses, uh, you know, horror tropes to to do that. But in a really good way. Like, the word trope isn't necessarily always a negative either, in my opinion. Um, right. It can be used negatively, though. So it's also my funny movie, too. Yeah, no, it's definitely funny. Mm-hmm. It's got good humor. It's not like stupidly funny either. I thought it was really good. Right, nice little chuckles. Love Howard. Like I think he's hilarious. <laughs> In a shut your mouth sort of like sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Uh. For me, my pros. I love the story in this one. I think the setting. Setting up the family holiday stresses compounded by like now attempting to survive this monster's attack together. It's great. Like, I don't know. It takes the formula. So many Christmas holiday films, like I said, and it gives it like a horror twist. And I just love that. There's not too many Christmas horror films that do that. There's Christmas horror films, but they play it differently. A lot of times it's mm-hmm. mostly just like evil Santa or someone that snapped and dresses like Santa kills people or a film mm-hmm. that takes place during Christmas with the slasher or, I don't know. I just think this film 
it does things a little differently and there's not too many films that deal with Krampus. And I think this is definitely mm-hmm. one of the, one of the best ones that I've seen so far that deals with the lore of Krampus. I think Krampus, just the lore of that is really interesting. Also. Um, I dig it as Americans. We're not as familiar with it, but I, I like it a lot. And I like the festivals that are centered around it. Um, I think there's some fantastic performances, John, like you said, by all these actors, the kids shine. I think uncle Howard is a hoot. Uh, Tony Collette is great as usual. And they're all just, they're just all good characters, especially Omi too. I would just kind of wish we got a little bit more of her because she's so quiet, but I get it. Like she's the dude for a reason. And then when she does pipe up, like it's, it's for good, you know, she's, she's adding a little lore or something with, you know, without like pushing it down your throat too. It's like very natural. So I like that. You could tell she knows what's going on before everybody else does. And I kind of dig that. Um, mm-hmm. I like the actress. Uh, the aesthetics are great from the homey feeling of the house to the sinister Christmas evils that start to attack the family. They're all great. I really enjoy the look of Krampus as well. And the, uh, I don't know, the, like that monstrous look they give him. It's just, it's awesome. Like I've seen that character done as like more of a thinner, frailer looking kind of monster, still monstrous, but I love how like, imposing he is he's big mm-hmm. but he can get small enough to fit in through the chimney he cracks it a little bit like he's agile but huge like i kind of like it um he's just very intimidating and i like the minions too i think they're all very creatively done they all very they all have their own flair um and mm-hmm. kind of personalities we forgot to touch on the teddy claws teddy claws is fucking awesome like the little teddy bear that attacks linda oh yeah he's, like, when he said bear yeah. Yeah. He's, he calls out a bear like you're going to see this huge bear running and you see That's the bear. That's what I was expecting. And, I was and then like, it's, oh Teddy God, it's a fucking stuffed animal. <laughs> and there's the that was an animatronic animal also. With, like it was it was uh, piloted by like three puppeteers. Uh, TikTok was the I like the name because it meant nothing then. But um, was the little robot gift uh, the monster that was a robot that had like little stabby hands and stuff like that. That was a oh, 3D. Yeah. <laughs> that they then turned into an animatronic so it was kind of cool the way that they actually created it like santa would you know like a toy and then made it into an animatronic for the film so it's all pretty interesting i thought a lot of that just shows really well for this film i feel like this film is going to hold up because of those things it's not going to be a cgi like mess in like 15 years you can still show this and people like oh my god that looks pretty cool uh as far as cons man i had some i had a difficult time even picking out cons for this film i'll be honest like I thought long and hard, like I kind of want to pick something because I know that it's not a perfect film, but for me, it just it hits, though, especially second time. I didn't enjoy it as much the first time. I'll be honest. There were some things like the gingerbread man. I thought like they're really silly. Right. But it works Mm -hmm. well for the film. The second viewing, I'm like, okay, it just works with everything else. The whole the vibe of it, uh, the theme of Christmas and his little minions. It just all works out for me. Uh, Like I said, spending a little bit more time with the little minions. Would have been nice um, just because I, I they're so cool and they just get introduced real fast. And then we, we kind of like breeze through that. But I get it. Like they're probably expensive to have on screen. Um, I don't know. I just like seeing the protagonists like defend themselves against them. I thought that was great. Like I love that sort of, you know, hunkered in, board up the window sort of vibe. Like you said, Anna. Uh, mm-hmm. Beth getting taken out so early in the film. I don't know. I get it. It's it, it, it's alarming. Like, oh, shit. They took out a main character that I thought was going to live. So I get that. I just liked her character enough that I would have liked to see a little bit more with her and Max or uh, her mom, maybe a little bit longer too. I thought there could have been some some cool character development there, but I, you know it's cool. Um, Howie Junior, 
he just never speaks. He's sort of just a wasted character. Like he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He just eats. You know, he's sort of like the fat yeah, kid breather. from Willy Wonka. Yeah. Uh, Augustus Gloop. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> I get it, but it's just like he there's not like you could have had the two daughters and the baby, and that would have been fine. Like he just doesn't do it. He doesn't speak at all. Like even I think he screams a little bit when he's getting taken, but that was it. Um. So yeah, he just kind of felt wasted. The switch at the ending is really good. Uh, it tricks you into thinking Max figured it all out, and you know he didn't. You know, it turns out he just added himself to the snow globe. Um, I don't know. It's not really a negative, but like it kind of bums me out a little bit that they didn't get to like, he didn't get his family back. I thought he did for a minute. And so I kind of got bummed, you know, and then the Christmas spirit of movies like this, like he would have, right. But this, I get it. Like, mm. This is a horror movie. So it didn't all work out in the end. So it's, it, you know, it's a positive more than a negative, but it bummed me out a little bit. Cause I was just like, ah, uh, you know, he, he, he figured it out. He figured out the puzzle and he, and he figured, and he got his wish, you know, and he does get his wish, but it's just, he's, you know, trapped inside the snow globe. So it's fitting for this film. Um, so with that said, I'm going to give 2015's Krampus, I'm going to give it eight out of 10 jingle balls. Damn. Nice. Some good scores right there. Yeah. Heck yeah. I got some trivia. Yeah. yeah. Let's hear it. I love trivia. I can jingle it. Jingle the ball. Uh, <laughs> d- director <laughs> Michael Doherty. <laughs> director Michael Doherty said films from the 80s, such as Gremlins, were a huge inspiration on okay. this. Okay. I was going to bring that up yeah, because it seems to me like the like you you kept talking about the minions, you know, it seemed like all the minions had different personalities like they do. So uh, even the elves were like, no, they do. Even the elves were all like plays on different um, folklore. Right. uh, Different characters from like Christmas folklore from different countries. Right. And it, that's the way the minions seem to me that it, they, they all had yeah. different personalities, like the gremlins did. They did. They weren't all just like snarling beasts. They, they yeah, they were beasts, but they all had their own sort of like vibe and like their their own charisma, mm-hmm. which I definitely. Mm-hmm. You're right, John. It's like just like the gremlins did. You know, each gremlin when you saw him on screen, even if you didn't know their name, you were like, oh, that's the one with the with the glasses or whatever. That's the one yeah, who flashes. Right. There's the there's yeah. the the, flasher the streaker guy. gremlin. Yeah, the, the streaker gremlin. <laughs> The Flasher Gremlin. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. the Flasher Gremlin. Um, so Max's mom alludes to the noodle incident in the movie that oh, estranged yeah. the family from a neighboring one. Uh, it's never spoken on, right, in this film, but the noodle incident apparently was often referred to but never explained in the Calvin and Hobbes cartoon strip. And so this movie also like kind of borrowed that but left it unexplained. I used to read a little bit of that. Aww. I've never, I don't, I'm not familiar with that exact uh, part of the comic strip but i used to read a little bit of calvin and Hobbes, which is a really fun comic strip well, that's a neat little, little yeah plug in there. i didn't pick up on it but uh i guess astute calvin and Hobbes fans would um they made a point to having the fir- the film's first act be strictly a christmas movie before having it turn towards horror and dark fantasy which yeah. i thought was good the dark was fantasy really too was uh, Dark Crystal that. was another another inspiration he had, like films like Dark Crystal and stuff like that, where I guess with all the puppetry and stuff, uh, like that's mm-hmm. sort of all where the practical he, Jim Henson type films from back yeah. in the day. He sort yeah, of was Jim like, Henson. That's what he wanted from his film with this, the aesthetic. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, John, you'll love this one. The Visible Breath in the Cold Exteriors was done digitally, but 
a major component of it involved filming real people in freezers, reading dialogue for the scenes. Their breath was then isolated and added optically into the shots. So ADR. That's fine. I mean, as, as long it as was it was real like breath, but it was cut out from other people doing the scenes. So that, and then okay. That, that seems so counterproductive. <laughs> All right. So, so that was the digital part. Yeah. Is adding a breath of it looking like it was cold. Yeah. But at least it was there. That's fair. Maybe uh, just so they didn't have actors freezing their butts off like constantly or because let's if they're doing this in a back lot in like a studio, then they have to cool the studio a certain way or build something around it in order to keep the cool air in. So that could add a lot of problems where um, I know there's tricks with yeah. dry ice, but nobody wants to put dry ice in their mouth. Like that seems like an old kind of Ooh, trick. That, that would yeah, burn. You, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's probably a health code. So I'm going to change my score point. to a solid one jingle ball. <laughs> what? I'm because sorry. of the digital I'm cold. I'm so kidding. Not oh. just stick there for cold breath, <laughs> oh, but at least this one had it in there. They were smart enough true. to put it in. Yeah. Uh, Lucy did catch that. Yeah. It just seems counterproductive to do it that way. But I understand you don't want your actors freezing. It's just it's silly. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you got long days of shooting and it could. Yeah. I could see it. just, And you got children, too, because you might have to, like, cut it short then with kids. So it mm -hmm. might have been a an issue where they were just like, listen, we'll digitally put it in there, but at least they put it in there. So that's I'm giving it. Yeah. I get and it that. was real breath. Yeah. It was again, real breath. It wasn't I, CG breath. It was real breath just cut out. I was joking. And then placed in. So it was sort of copy and paste. Mm -hmm. uh, understandably with the controversy that surrounded other Christmas horror films like Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984, Black Christmas from 1974. And uh, this film, it was a hard sell to the Moody studio. Uh, it wasn't until Legendary Pictures agreed to a PG-13 rating that Universal greenlit the movie. So that's why we get our PG-13, which it works out fine for this film, to be honest. So and I think basically what you're saying is the one you got is the, you, you said it was the naughty cut? So it's maybe that's a rated R version. Maybe. It didn't really say, I don't know, I'd have to double check. Um, okay. Well, it just, it didn't make any sense because I, I mean, it wasn't that gory. It was yeah, fun. Yeah. I was honestly just thinking they called it the naughty cut because it was just a play on like, hey, the director's cut, even though there's nothing necessarily oh, yeah. added. But I, I can check a little more it. blood. I mean, maybe that's... it might have been a couple extra pieces of cookie on the floor or something from the ginger. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, well done. The fallen uh, Michael, gingerbread man. Yeah. Michael Doherty, he described the film as a darker version of a Christmas family film. Uh, Christmas movies exist in their own little snow globe where a clashing family, no matter how sick of each other, always manages to overcome the differences and live happily ever after. But what if the family's issues escalated and then they sort of allowed Krampus to seep into their reality? That so, makes a lot of sense. Of why <laughs> we get our ending. Yeah. 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 There's also an alternate ending, which I watched. It wasn't fully filmed. It was filmed, but not like extra cgi wasn't added to the full like the pullback of the camera it's very similar where they acknowledge each other okay in the house of what's going on with and and you know omi really stares at her grandson and is like yeah like you know we're we're stuck here um and then it just pulls out and that's it like as if we just pull out of the house there was no like snow globe inside santa's i mean inside krampus's workshop sort of reveal. So I don't know if maybe it was just going to pull out of the house and show a snow globe, but not Krampus's. It, wa it wasn't a finished product, but it shows what that alternate ending was going to look like. There's a, oh, so there's like a little bit of a flare to the snow, the fireplace and a couple other things I think you hear. And then to allude that like, yeah, you're, you're not 
in the real world anymore. Oh, you okay. know, like yeah, I it, it, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. I mean, the no, no, I'm saying this world. was the this was the alternate ending. Okay. Yeah. Right. So well, that's it why still I, doesn't sound a whole lot different than what we saw. It wasn't much different, to be honest. I think the ending we got is probably the better ending anyway. I agree. They, yeah. I agree. So yeah, that's that's really all I have for trivia. Uh, so next week we have Jacqueline's pick. Next week we do. I hope she's back all because right. I, this is definitely a Jacqueline pick here. Uh, we're going <laughs> to be reviewing it? 1921's The Phantom Carriage. I know nothing about this film, but I can already tell it's going to be a Jacqueline pick because it's from the 20s. <laughs> it's black and white and it's silent. It's so, silent? It's it is. silent. It's a silent movie. Do I need to write a reach around for that or can I just mime it? You know what you <laughs> could do is it, you could just sit there for five seconds. Yeah. And that was my reach around. <laughs> John, my reach arounds last longer than five seconds. I mean, come on. Okay. <laughs> 25 seconds, you just sit there and complete. That's what we got to do. Hide your bird. That's, I'm down your, with that. Your, That's your reach around for, for next week is going to be Hide your burger there. No, that's my Richard. It's probably one of the best I ones know, I've ever I know, done, that, too. I know, but <laughs> no. we won't tell her. We won't tell her. Uh, yeah, because we know that Jacqueline never listens to the show when we're when she's not on it. I'm just kidding, Jacqueline. And we hope you feel better. Yes, uh, definitely. So, Anna, uh, where can we find you when you're not going to be guesting on our show? Um. Well, I just started up a podcast with my friend Hannah and mm. her brother Hunter that um it's called cinema slab we haven't really gotten much content up yet except one episode and um we don't I really have a episode. yeah did you like it i did i very much liked it okay good i sent it to you and a few other people just to listen to before i kind of posted it to the world but um but yeah uh, hannah's one of my best friends and we just that's how we became friends so quick is i also make candles and uh, they're all movie and television themed uh, candles, wax melts, car freshies, air fresheners. And that's kind of my little side hustle as a single mom. And she started buying my candles. And then we realized that we were basically the exact same person. <laughs> like oh, she loves cool. horror. She loves horror movies, but she also loves movies in general like I do. And she, I guess her and her brother had wanted to start a podcast for a while. They just never got around to doing it. And then I was like, why don't we do something? And then she was like, yeah, let's give it a try. So that's what we're working on now. Um, but you guys can check us out on Spotify. I think that's the only place we're at right now. And there's only one episode, but we are going to try to work on some more stuff after Christmas to get some more stuff out there. Dude, you better. I want to hear some more stuff from yeah. you guys. Yeah, I listened awesome. to that first Thank episode you. and it's really good. Um, you guys, you're not in the same room together. It sounds like it. Um, when I recorded the intro and Hannah did the outro, we recorded it at home by ourselves. But when we recorded the episode, we were all sitting on the couch with like a okay, yeah, mic. The way the banter works is like it's as if you guys were looking at each other. Like you can kind of almost hear it oh, when yeah. you're reacting to each other. I, I really liked it though. The the chemistry's there and that's important. It's like I could hear it from episode one already. And I like the I, oh, I mentioned to you, I just love the whole Anna and Hannah. I kinda like the it's whole similarity memorable. between you. Yeah. Yeah. And Hunter was really good too. I don't want to downplay Hunter. I know he's not the host, but he'll be guessing. Right. So Yeah, he's he's really smart. I love his take on I love his takes on stuff. 
Yeah. And I've also I've I've been watching your candle stuff and you you have a lot of talent. I've it may be a side oh, hustle, you. but it looks like something you could be doing full time. I hope hopefully one day I can get to that. Right now, even though it is just a side hustle, it's fun and I enjoy it. And but I get to be creative. Matters. Yeah, I get to be creative and also incorporate my love for movies into stuff like that. And it's cool to see other people kind of get into them that you wouldn't really think are into movies. But then once they start, once they've started buying them, I'm like, okay, you're not just buying the candle for the scent. You're doing it because of the movie. Okay. I, I like this. So it's cool. I mean, movies and, and, you know, awesome, like binge worthy television shows are kind of what brings friends together and community yeah. together. And also like, who doesn't love a good candle or like who doesn't want their house to smell good and that can bring like a warmth and friendship and closeness to that setting too so i enjoy that i'm just throwing it out there getting waxy with anna <laughs> getting waxy yeah unfortunately getting waxing waxy, the focus is taken already i didn't say getting oh, waxy. Yeah. No, I, I said getting waxy <laughs> getting, wa getting waxy waxing would be a totally different uh podcast i mean a podcast <laughs> yeah. um but i love that you try to capture the the scent of a movie or a show mm -hmm. and and boil it down to like you know a candle you know i kind of love that you put a lot of thought Thank into you. it and the candle world is like i like candles too but i mostly buy a candle and i light them i try not to buy like the ones that are bad for the environment or like you know toxic or whatever like i know there's some candles mm -hmm. out there that haven't great um uh I just I, I like to scent have one of a movie with Anna. Yeah, you need a scent. The scent of a woman one. <laughs> yeah, scent scent, of a yeah, movie. I do. That's so cold is out of order. <laughs> uh, -ah. but, yeah. -ah. <laughs> but I know I just like I've been watching your videos and there's so much more to candle making that I wasn't even aware of, like Agreed. the language of it all. And like the little bits mm -hmm. of wax that you can put into a candle later. Those are like the scents and stuff like that, like that you add. Yeah, more. It's to. just they're basically just regular baking silicone molds like for baking cakes and stuff like that and fondant and yeah. um i use i use 100 percent soy wax which i know a lot of people who if you go to the store and you buy a candle it's going to be soy mixed with like a paraben or something like that which is toxic so a lot of people can't buy and light candles from the store because they give them headaches because of the toxicity mm -hmm. that comes out of the candle and a couple of my friends when i started making them they were like okay we'll buy some just kind of like okay we'll support you but then they lit them and they were like these don't give me headaches and i really do think it's because it's the 100 percent soy wax it's a lot more natural and clean and just better for the environment and breathing in in general so that's major i mean that's going to be something that people are going to you know they're going to be after because mm -hmm. because of that because they like candles and then they realize they're like oh there's certain candles i can't use and so they're going to seek after like a product like yours you know what i mean like i mm -hmm. i used to put my candle in a certain spot in my kitchen and then i mm -hmm. realized like it was it was leaving a mark on the wall like just from <sighs> burning a candle in that area constantly i never thought mm -hmm. it burned that hot right like but i noticed the ceiling i was like there's a dark spot on the wall there and all the way to the top of your ceiling yeah it was so weird so like and then someone told me like you know you're using really bad candles too like that's why it's doing yeah, that it. is like yeah that is so unsafe oh my gosh yeah so flame. then i started looking into like the materials that the candles are made because he would like put me on to like soy candles and stuff like that so i was like oh okay so it's like the candle i'm using is just like toxic and that's the toxins sort of 
like mm -hmm. singeing the paint or whatever, like staining the paint. So yeah, I had to paint over and that. It, it, yeah, for sure. And it all really is a, a big, hazard. oh yeah, you definitely could have burnt your place down because it, I mean, it really is a big science experiment. Like it's so much more than just putting fragrance in some wax, stirring it, putting a wick in there. It's all about the oxygen, uh, right, the right amount of oxygen getting to the wick that, you know, that melts the wax and emits the right amount of fragrance oil. There's, it's like uh, from Breaking Bad, like science, bitch. Like it's so much fun <laughs> to watch. And, and it's like, why couldn't I have been this into science when I was in school? But now it's it's pretty fun to, to play with it and and see fun new stuff I can do. And do you have a Breaking Bad candle? No, not yet. But how cool oh would God, that be? With like the blue, blue crystals? Yeah, yes, on top. Hydroberg. I need a, I need oh, good Lord. <laughs> John. His own name on it now. No, 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 not Hydroberg. But <laughs> the reason I have Hydra and Berg is because, is because I'm a big fan of uh, Heisenberg. So You're goddamn right. John, just he's just too dumb. He never realized that's what my name was after. Sorry, John. <laughs> You're right. I'm a Southern Californian. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never seen that show. You never watched Breaking life. Bed? Oh my That's gosh. I can't do a podcast with oh a person. Who's it's never like done. I'm done. Yes, I've seen like it. I've seen it twice. I've, I've been through it twice. <laughs> all, so. right, all right, all right. Shut up. You forget. <laughs> I'm going to bake you some gingerbread, man, John, for the holidays and send them to your house. Thanks, man. Trust Those me. Little blue crystals on it. Yeah. But uh, all that sounds awesome. Like, I really, I'm looking forward to buying some of your, uh, your candles. Well, I'm still planning on sending you, I know. both of you guys, and Jacqueline one. I'm just waiting until after the holidays. Oh, and I'm trying to get smaller boxes too because I have like six by six by six boxes and they're just too big. So I ordered some, but shipping's just taking twice as long right now. So yeah, we'll support you. No I like to be practical. Thank you. Practical. practical. Definitely. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on tonight. So where where can no they problem. find us there, Hydroberg? Uh you can find us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. You can catch us on Twitter at cut above horror. And you can email us. Nobody really emails us. So guys, someone send us an email, you know? <laughs> Please. Like whatever. Even if it's about Send Anna's them some emails, guys. Send us an email, man. Give us some emails. <laughs> Uh, I feel like emails are it's an it's an archaic way of like even like it, it was like snail mail was archaic and then emails took over now nobody even likes emailing <laughs> right it's too much but uh, if you want to email us you can catch us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com and uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook a cut above colon for review uh, thank you guys so much for the five star reviews that we've gotten on Spotify by the way we're still a perfect 19 of 19 so Love that. Uh, we just got a those... new review on uh, iTunes as well. What's that? I'm one of those 19. <laughs> we just got a new review on uh, iTunes. Where are we at? 4.6 still? 4.7. We're at 4.7. So another nice. five-star review on iTunes. So thank yeah. you so much. We appreciate Thanks that. Thanks to Botter so, from uh, the uh, Shortbox podcast. Yeah. Keep, keep those nice. coming in. And uh, don't forget to follow Anna Presley because... Somebody said parsley earlier. Uh, no, I didn't say parsley. parsley. I said parsley. <laughs> Go follow her. Candles are fantastic. And uh, yeah, we, we love to have you on. Thank you again, Anna. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. So you can catch us next week where we'll be reviewing uh, The Phantom Carriage. I don't know exactly where that is streaming. I haven't checked it. Anywhere where you can find all silent black and white 1920 films. Yeah. <laughs> Jump in a time machine and go back to 1920 and you could catch it. 
I'm sure at the I'm theater. Waiting to hear, I'm waiting to hear that reach around next week. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna hear oh, it. Yeah, right? that's gonna be epic. It's gonna be crackling, just the mic crackling, <laughs> like an old school movie. But anyway, yeah. So go check out the Phantom Carriage. Uh, do it for Jacqueline, and uh, and you'll catch us here next week. And keep it creepy. <laughs> <laughs>